What's something that's not a good idea to eat during Ramadan? Salad. Beans. Uh, yogurt. Spicy food. What is happening? Man, I was very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went in so many different directions. All right, we good to go. Bruh, yogurt? Yogurt's supposed to be good for Who you said yogurt? to eat. It keeps during you- Sari? Uh, you don't want to eat that during Sari. Apparently, it keeps you hydrated. I thought it was good you for know you. What? My, my mom was actually saying something very funny about yogurt this, um, this morning. She goes, hot yogurt and cold yogurt have completely different effects. Ew. What is like, hot yogurt? I yeah, never. Okay. I was like, Mom, have you ever Ew. eaten hot yogurt? She's like, No, but I've heard it. I was like, Okay, stop right there. Because <laughs> she, she said the same thing about, um, you know, almonds. When uh, she's like, dry almonds and the ones that she puts in the water, which gets soft, have different effects. She goes, the mm. the ones in the water cool the body, and the other ones. <laughs> oh, I forget like what that? she said. But I was like, um, All right, I think that's enough, Mom. I mean, they hit different. <laughs> You said they do hit different. You said salen. How are you avoiding salen during Ramadan? I don't eat it. Like, especially for, like, theri, like, you just don't eat it. Because, like, from my understanding, that's what's going to get you messed up all day. Heartburn, acid, reflex, all that type of stuff. Like Facts. Ayan, would you say facts? I said beans. Beans. (laughs) Beans as in dal? (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, like... You know, like refried beans, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? You be eating that for Sarah? <laughs> you, you never talk about eating quarantine Sarah food. <laughs> I don't be opening a can True. of beans and just putting it on the nah. stove. So I made the mistake one time of getting like two or three beans and bean and cheeses from Taco Bell for Sarah like a couple years ago. <laughs> bro, oh my god! It dehydrates you and you're it's, it's done. Like by 12 p.m., you get up and you're like, bro, this is a terrible. Taco idea. Bell is never a good idea. Period. I've never had a good experience at Taco Bell. Like well, that's where crazy, I'm like, bro. You know Dude, what? That, that's busted. I'm nah. actually satisfied. That, with what mm-hmm. I put into my body. Taco Bell's a hits like at night. But, you like, have to get like cheese I like only it. stuff. You can't like get beans it, and meat. This is why I said spicy food because um, I still eat it. But bro, if your stomach messes up during your fast, it's like not a, like if you have diarrhea, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's you need water because it dehydrates you so much. Right. So right. if you but I haven't made that mistake this year i mean i still like spicy food but i'm not like ODing on that kind of stuff i eat like i the just same. feel like you should just stay away from curries for sahur just balance if you're eating like like i pretty much eat the same thing every day you know like eggs make sure lots of water some sort of yeah. like um like i'll eat my almonds i'll have like a wheat i feel fruit. like for iftar you can eat anything mm-hmm. but like for sari nah like do the opposite of what you're eating for iftar you gotta be careful for sure yeah but thank you guys for tuning into an episode of strange flavors my name is shimmer i'm for us my name is amber and special guest today on the podcast as a co-host we have back ayan zubair welcome welcome you see him with the islamabad background (laughs) (laughs) the the pakistani ac join us on youtube to see ayan's background and shamir's background because they both yeah my background's amazing oh yeah i forgot about his beautiful background yeah this uh podcast is brought to you by Aleph theory you can find us on all social media facebook instagram twitter uh you can listen to this podcast everywhere on soundcloud spotify apple podcasts and if you want to see our amazing backgrounds 
uh, like mine, you can watch us on YouTube. And if you want to email us cool questions or awesome music or anything like that, strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. If you're not subscribed to us right now, I don't know what you're doing. Because, listen, you need to be subscribed. YouTube.com slash strangeflavors. It's Facts. amazing. It's good stuff. You Comment really on feel it. like you're on a FaceTime call with us if you if you watch the video, I'm sure. Amber yeah. did her Amber it's, did her makeup, especially for this. So, yeah. hey, so check come check see out it. her makeup. And I also did my makeup. So yeah. please be and, here. And I put up this amazing background that you can only see on YouTube. And I showered, so you can smell that on the youtube too yeah (laughs) um if you heard from the intro yes it is the beautiful month of ramadan where muslims fast from dawn to sunset for 30 days yes no water um and we get nice and spiritual it's not really about food and water anymore at our age it's more about the the other things i was gonna say the extracurricular but it's not even I feel like that's not a good way to put it. Um, no, what but it's, are the other things? But it's a, it's a different Ramadan um, mm-hmm. in quarantine. Usually we're used to, uh, we look forward to this time being with the community and like spending time and going to iftars, which are uh, big dinners that you have with other people. That's the time where you open the fast. And we don't have that this year. This year we are yeah. by ourselves with our families. How is that? going for you guys are you keeping your spirits up is it kind of um you know lonely how's everyone doing with it you want to start off our guest sure um you know, I, I i do think it's weird right that not going to throw at night not going to the mosque but in, in a strange way I, I find it um even more spiritually fulfilling Right, because um, I'm not distracted by you know hanging out after uh, after uh, Maghreb or going out to eat for sari or whatever. Um, and every night, me and my family we like play throwaway at home, right? And we're not you know we're not doing like surah bakr or whatever, right? We're doing like short surahs, but it's just like the act of doing things we've never done before, right? Because normally you go mm-hmm. to the masjid, you zone out for twenty rakahs, and you go home, right? Um, but I, I found it. Ooh, that was <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's generally honest. speaking, right? Yeah, like, he's I honest think, guy. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of I people definitely don't have done that many times before. Yeah. So I think for me, it, it's been cool to have more time to, you know, read translations and stuff, and, and and you know, practice spirituality for myself. For sure. What about you, Amber? Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I had one friend over today, and it changed the game. Like my parents were so happy; they literally like set up everything. And, you know, before they were kind of, you know, like getting bored of just us, you know, like, cause we've been mm-hmm. with each other. And so when I had a friend over, they were just so excited. Mm-hmm. They made the best food, like everything. So it was just awesome having like one friend over. Uh, but yeah. That's cool. Amber. Hi, sorry. Um, for me, it's been a little bit different because, because there's a pandemic, um, I've like never worked at night before. Um, and it's been like a very different thing for my schedule, but I've also never not opened fasts with my family before. And I'm like, literally, are you laughing at the AC now? (laughs) Bro, it's not me. I'm telling you, my AC's off. (laughs) Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. But like, we'll, I'll be like, okay. All right. Fabulous. Anyways, I'm gonna continue my story. <laughs> just go, just go on without me. 
basically like the way that I've been opening my fast is like I'll be like thank you for calling da 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 this is pick up or delivery throwing a kajur in my mouth like trying to have some water and then whatever and then going Which home is a hours date later for people that yeah don't know. A, a date but like typically I feel like Ramadan provided such a like structure where it was like you know it for for years in the past it's been work open fast go to the gym. Um, go to Taravi and it was like a cycle and I feel like we like for me I lost a lot of that this year like I don't feel like I have any of that it's really hard for me personally to like really like like feel it I, like every day like I used to put on a new abaya you know put on a scarf like it was like a routine and it helped me like you know it like kind of like connected me with like my like childhood a little bit because it's like a consistent thing you've been doing as since a kid with your family you know you see your loved ones I would see my family like multiple times by now my extended family my friends so I think it's a little bit of an adjustment and like for me it hasn't been the best adjustment I'm just like you know trying to go with it but I mean that's my experience so far yeah, it's it's nice because it's like every year, um, you know, whether there's a coronavirus epidemic, whatever going on, it doesn't matter. Like Ramadan happens every year. And it's really cool mm-hmm. to know that, like, for us, we've seen it for like 24, 25 years. Um, you're 20, you're 23, right? Ayan, 22, 23. Off the record. 20. Yeah. No, I'm playing. Yeah. Off the record. Yeah, I'm 23. But isn't that crazy to think that like you've s- witnessed that many Ramadans? I mean, and, the first two, yeah. three years don't count, but yeah, no. Like I remember from like my whatever, from like year one? as as earliest, not one, but like when I was like three. Um, <laughs> okay. Because ev- all of my cousins were like a lot older, and I was in Pakistan, three to five years old. I was like You're feeding dates, keep, like in the diaper. No, I would get up every time because I felt left out. I was like, I want to oh, fast wow. too. Cause Masha all of my cousins are fasting. Masha no, no, I wasn't like that. I was. I was not actually doing it. I was like eating throughout the day. <laughs> not drinking dudu. Just, just for wanting to be in that like. Cause I would hear like laughing and everything, right? And and we still do that. To like, we can like, I get dehydrated, uh, right after suhoor because we're laughing so hard. Like I don't know what it is about that time, but there's always something that like. Even though my sister is not home uh, for this Ramadan, she, like my brother and I are cracking up about something with like my mom, and it's usually about my dad. Like usually something funny that he's doing or whatever. But it's yeah, it's it's just funny to know that. Um, How's y'all's uh, sleep schedules changed during this? Quarantine plus Ramadan. Yeah, that's crazy. It's dangerous, bro. <laughs> I honestly feel way less guilty now because like I was mm. trying to force myself to like get back into like a normal schedule and not wake up in the middle of the day like i was trying so hard i felt so guilty and now i've like don't feel any guilt i'm like this is okay like i can sleep after sleep i just have to wake up before the her like i like i just have to have that but aside from that like it's way less pressure now that um it's ramadan with sleeping schedules for me the yeah. nice part is that um, coming home from California, all my classes are on Pacific Standard Time, right? Um, so my classes are all in the afternoon to late evening, so I can get up as late as I want, and I'll still, I still won't miss class. I still don't attend my classes nice. anyway, but theoretically, uh, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Talk about that What's a little that bit. What's that time difference? Sorry? 
Well, I, I was just saying, talk about that a little bit, like the, the Zoom University experience. So you go to Berkeley uh, for right. law, um, right. but right now you're studying at Zoom University. So what's that like? It's, um, you know, I mean, first I want to acknowledge that, like, it's a pretty good problem to have, right? I mean, like, there's people on the front lines working and, like, you know, risking their lives. So going online for class isn't that bad. Um, yeah. But I, I do think there's something that um, is lost in virtual like instruction, right? Like, especially in law school where you have a collaborative experience, right? Where you read a case and then you and your, you know, classmates and your professor discuss, you know, what was good about the reasoning, what was bad about the reasoning, so on and so forth. Online, you can't really see your classmates, so you don't know who's going. It becomes this awkward thing of, um, you know, your parents walking in and these kind of things. But um, overall, I mean, it, it, we're trying to make the best of a, of a bad situation. Is it more difficult or do you think that there, it's easier in any way? Oh no, it's it's more difficult. Like there's there's really? it's like I can't pay attention at home. It's just like dang. Mm. Um, do you, do you think do you think you guys should like deserve some sort of like discount like overall mm. like colleges or something? Like mm. I feel like you're paying so much yeah. to just sit at home in an online class. So a lot of um, schools have refunded or partially refunded fees, right? So like the student gym fee, you know, like the you know other kind of fees like that. Um, but no school that I know of has refunded tuition because they say tuition should still be the same no matter if it's virtual or if it's in person. Mm. Um, okay. You know, I you know I think there's there's arguments to be made uh, either way for that. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's a very unprecedented situation. I think we're all trying to learn day by day. Yeah. What do you oh, believe? Yeah. Like, do you oh, think sorry. you should? Or I don't know, man. I, I think a school <laughs> with a huge endowment. Like a school like a Harvard, like a you know Yale, Stanford, these kind of schools that have billion billion dollar endowments, right? Like, I think it's uh, it would be nice to um, compensate students at some at some pro rate for that. Um, but I also do understand like some state schools just don't have the money for that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if if UMD started doing that for the kids in Maryland, I don't know how long they'd be in business. That was yeah. very. Um, you're starting to be a lawyer, right? <laughs> yeah, very lawyer. Compensated. <laughs> Love it. Ayan, uh, you grew up in New York, um, yes, sir. and now and now you're uh, you know studying law. So, mm-hmm. what's more important to you, the the street rules or the government rules? Let us know. I mean, it's it's context dependent, right? So, so <laughs> the, the first thing I teach you in law school is never get a straight answer. The thing is always to like do some kind of like Pakistani po- politician kind of thing where you like give both answers at the same time. But in all seriousness, I think I think um, there is a plus to knowing how the game is played, right? Because I think there are rules um, that are unwritten about how, let's say, um, you know, how lawyers draft contracts, for example, right? In like really arcane ways that people don't understand. Um, but at the same time you know, understanding how, like, the street rules, understanding how people actually live their lives is very important, too, because you can serve as that bridge, right, between, you know, this arcane, like, lawyer speak and, like, how normal people actually talk and, and what they actually care about. So that's been pretty cool. I think that's, like, a learning process for me and something that I want to improve upon. Have you turned more PC, politically correct? You sound like you've been, um whenever, like, so far, the three questions we've asked, you've right. given very gray, like, answers. So... Like, are you learning to be less black and white I'm or something? I'm asking because it looks like you're, that's like a struggle. Like, you're, like, you wish you could say things, but is it, like, a struggle? No, I, I think it's less about being PC and more about when you study the law and when you study, like, really kind of, because um, I mean, law is man-made, right? And you study, mm. like, pros and cons and policy benefits and detriments, right? 
you realize like there's pros and cons to everything, right? And there's very few things in life that really are black and white, you know? And so in that sense, Back. like, like if you look at my Twitter, right? You guys have, you know, we, we've been following each other on Instagram and, and Twitter for a long time. As I've gotten older, I've had less and less, like I still have strong opinions on things, but I have less and less like black and white, like this person is evil, this person is amazing, right? Because, you know, those for things sure. are subjective and, and, and context dependent. Yeah. I think like overall when you, the way that we've witnessed social media growing up and especially in the recent years has been that way that it's just like, you know, you, you don't know what to believe anymore because right. uh, people will get canceled and um, people will make really strong statements and just a few, you know, days, sometimes hours, sometimes minutes later, we find out that there's another whole side of the story or like something wasn't, you know, completely accurate. And then when you have a president like we do, it's just like right. there's like what even are the rules anymore? So it, I don't know, like with being PC, it's just like what I try to stick by is just be honest with, you know, my feelings be, being like not letting uh, a herd dictate how I feel about something, especially when it comes to uh, shunning somebody or like, you know, attacking somebody. I'm like totally against that type of thing. I, I think we need to operate from a space of, of, of kindness and empathy and compassion, right? I think, I think that's more important mm. than, like, politically correct implies I want to say something, but I can't, right? Versus let me be kind and compassionate even when we disagree or even when I really think you do something wrong, right? Because the idea of giving um, advice, right, it's never to, like, you know, throw someone under the bus, right? The idea is I'm telling you this to improve on you, right? And if someone's not giving you advice in that manner, then you don't even take it because they, they don't have your best interest at heart. It's so like for you guys, mm -hmm. the question for you is, you know, you guys are on the content creation side of things, right? Where, you know, when you guys um, create projects, right? I'm sure that there's, you know, people who really love it and some people who really, you know, who hate it and, and who really say negative things. How have you guys learned to, you know, adapt to that? And how, how do you weed out people who give you honest advice about how you can improve your content or whatever versus people who are just hating just to just say, I mean, that's critique, right? Like critique is always welcomed. When you have something to technically critique or um, you, know, you have a comment on the way we did something, we could improve upon it. Um, or even if it like truly offended you in some way and you wanna have that conversation, let's do it. But if you're just gonna like say something that you're just saying it for the sake of like whatever, you didn't do your research. There, I mean, all the time we have different types of comments and like recently we've been on TikTok and stuff and like, you know, we'll get comments that are like, people think that we're like new. And mm. those, those comments are like, I, I do not welcome that because like you, you didn't take the time to just click on the profile and maybe see like where we're coming from or something to easily say something like, you know, oh, like, you know, you guys copied this X person here who just came out and this video is from like, years and years ago we just re-uploaded on TikTok or whatever it might mm. be the case so right, it all right. depends and then and then you have your trolls which like i love trolls because you know they they're creative a lot of times and they and then it, it allows you to respond in a creative way and i think trolling when when not done in a in a malicious way is all fun and games that's my opinion on it yeah i also for feel like there's been a lot of topics that people have brought up from the music videos like for example when we used packy gang mm. like the title packy they were like oh that's offensive that started a conversation and we like delved into that into the podcast when nonstop came out they brought up the conversation of 
okay, this is like um, rap, which comes from like the black community. Like, is this you guys? Like, so it's brought in a lot of different conversations to us. And we've had like real conversations about them too, not just defending ourselves, but being like, we get this point of view. We get how some people might see this. This is our point of view on it individually and maybe as a whole. And I think it's like good to, you know, like, uh, like see it, confront it, address it, whatever it is, and then keep it moving and welcome more. Yeah. And I think like constructive criticism is amazing, but I think recently, like more recently, especially like this year, we've really been about like truth and honesty and like what we believe in, what we're putting out and nothing else matters. Like if someone thinks it's bad, it's fine. Think it's bad. We know our truth. We know what we're doing. We know we're good. If someone thinks we're like attacking Muslims or we think we're bad Muslims and stuff, we know who we are and those comments don't matter because we know who we are and that's our truth. So. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like the other thing is that we have a higher standard, right? Like we're um, especially when you come from a certain community that has a certain set of beliefs. We belong to multiple communities, right? Like whether it be the Desi community, um, like for me, like there's a whole like Punjabi side of things that like they have their own thing. We have the Muslim community, uh, the people of color community. It's like there's so many communities that that are okay with certain things and find offense to other things mm. and uh at the end of the day it's like are we are we telling our story and this is like a conversation that we were having even before this podcast right. and it's like 90 percent of the stuff we're making is coming from like a real place like i heard my dad say something or like i experienced something myself that i'm just like yo this would be funny to like exaggerate in in like this concept and like the other 10 percent, it'll, it'll be like okay let's try this let's tell a story that's like uh, you know that that we came up creatively or like let's try this trend or something so it's like mm. there's nobody I mean you see you see people every day that like will try different things and what sometimes the community can do is hold you back from doing that and that's right. what that's what like we can't ever uh, say that yeah we're gonna be like 100% listen to this community which sometimes like it's not always a good place that they're coming from sometimes it's a toxic place because they don't want you to progress or evolve and so you have to take all that into consideration with who am i who do i want to be where do i want to go and like navigate appropriately so um on that same topic i do i do want to bring up uh something that i saw recently um and it goes with our the brown community right, right. so uh i saw that uh zane and gigi um, apparently are having a baby Mashallah. and uh, <laughs> Mashallah. <laughs> that baby's going to be something it's right? so beautiful it's going to be real pretty um, and I found it really interesting that like while many people celebrate Zane and you know love him and adore him in that way uh, in our community we equally hate people who are of brown skin um that do just as much or maybe less than Zane does for the community. And I'm put, I'm want all this to be like in quotations cause that's, that's how people are depicting it. Um, and there's list I saw recently, um, that actually was sh- shared in one of our group chats of who are the elite Brown people and who mm. are the utter garbage Brown people. And I was interested in like how they categorize this stuff and what's the criteria of lists like this, right? So I think generally many people do feel this way and I want to start the conversation of why. So in the elite, we have 
Ashwarya Rai, who is a Bollywood actress. I think she was mm -hmm. Miss World, right? Or something. Mm -hmm. um, Miss Universe. Miss Universe, okay. And we have Nav. They're in the elite. <laughs> okay? Okay, let me continue before we form opinions. The next, the next category, we have the pretty cool category. We have Riz Ahmed, British actor, rapper. We have Zayn Malik. Mm -hmm. And we have, is it Dave, Dave, uh, Dev Patel, Dev Patel, mm. um, who is in Slumdog Millionaire and Lion, Lion, mm -hmm. great movie, mm -hmm. um, right. in Passable, in the Passable Brown People category, we have, okay. uh, Russell Peters and help me out here. I'm forgetting this guy's name from Aziz Ansari. No, uh, what's it called? The White Castle movie. Oh, um, uh, uh, Kumar. 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 What, what is it? <laughs> Kumar. 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 <laughs> I'm forgetting my brown people here. Um, let me see if I can make it through here. In the awful category, awful brown people, Kumail Nanjiani, the guy from Big Bang Theory, I forget what his name is. Brown Chopra. No. And Amir Khan, the boxer. And then in the in the utter garbage category, we have Mindy Kaling, Lily Singh, Priyanka Chopra, and Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. <laughs> Amber's face. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't have to like talk specifically about each one, but like, what is going on with the mindset? Uh, and I'm glad this list exists because it shows where people are. What is going on? Who made it? Who made it? Who with made brown it? Twitter. Brown Twitter. Brown Twitter. Oh, like they like agreed on this list? I don't think they agreed on it, but. It a lot of them have enough. this similar. It was opinions. shared and liked and commented on enough that people okay, feel this okay. way. So, what do you guys think? Like, what's the, what's the thinking behind a list like this? Why does somebody like Nav, uh, and Zayn Malik make it higher on the list than Aziz Ansari, Mindy Kaling, Lily Singh? Okay, Brown Twitter. They have this mindset. Anytime you do something with white people for white people, you're in a white movie. You're canceled. Like, mm. you're seen as garbage. Kumail Nanjiani, he has a white wife. Yeah. So, he's automatically trash, according to Brown Twitter. Okay. Um, but so does Zayn. Yeah, that's my question. Like, why does Zayn get to so surpass the, that? The, the thing with Kumail is a little bit more complicated. With um, So, a lot of people have critiques of um, Kumail's movie, The Big Sick. Oh, true. Yeah. And how so, it so, depicts... Pakistan yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think I think the issue um, a lot of people have is uh, not necessarily that Kumail has a white wife, but that in his uh, depictions of um, women from Karachi in in the Big Sick, they are depicted in kind of this like Aladdin uh, or like kind of like um, uh, I, I don't know how to phrase it like the like kind of like not not well, in the most uh, appealing light. Let's put it that. What way. Shamir is saying does have a huge off, part to yeah. play yeah. with that say he had depicted yeah. them in that way and he still had a brown wife right I, would, I think people right. wouldn't yeah. have as big of a problem with it they see that mm -hmm. and they're like nah like he doesn't get to represent us mm -hmm. and maybe maybe it, it is like that we don't have that much representation so then all of these people are like just seen as everything we have and the slightest thing about them is like the biggest deal. I have a theory so far is that 
it seems like the people who are on top of the list um, are like the ones so far, like musicians and like people who aren't like super, super like out there, I guess. And the more out there they are and the more they put themselves out there, the lower they are on the list. Because if you think about it, Nav doesn't really like talk about his identity like that. Ashraya Rai isn't out there, out there like that. Zayn isn't really out there. Whereas Lily, who like talks about it, whatever, people might have other opinions about her too, but like she's out there with her brownness. Yeah. And then, you know, um, Kumail Nadjani like addressed his brownness in his movie. So it's like when people have, um, have the ability to relate them to something or they have less to judge them based off of the more they're valuing them at mm. um mm. um or like by what by like how yeah. much they're putting Al out also, there also they want us they want to uh they want to be represented the way they want to be represented mm. right right and, and if you that's only not happening give with so those. much yeah. yeah if you only give so much to be represented by how much can you really disappoint somebody when you're not giving them much whereas russell peter and aziz i'm sorry have been on stage thousands of times and have addressed their brownness in whatever way they have, people might not associate that well. Um, so yeah, I just feel like the bigger like social presence these people have, the the more roles they do, like you can notice that most of the actors are lower on that list. People who have less social presence are higher. So I think that's very interesting too. I think it's also, um, uh, there's a parallel also, I think between that and um, politicians and who people like as, as, as their candidates, right? So ultimately, the person I am going to agree with the most on a, as a presidential candidate is myself. Wait, what? Oh, you're mm -hmm. the picture? Yeah, what do you mean by that? So like what I'm saying is, is what, I'm, what I'm saying is, right, ultimately, right, the person that I agree with the most is myself, right? And, and if I look at right. you, Faraz, and I'm like, Faraz, I want you to be everything I ever wanted myself to be. That's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So there, there's, there's two ways to, to go about that, right? One, I can critique you in good faith and be like, yo, for us, you did this thing, um, and based on my lived experience, this isn't what I'm feeling. Right? We, can, we can have that conversation. The issue is social media doesn't allow for a uh, conversation that is nuanced like that, right? Um, that, that has those, those gray areas and that has those ability to, to critique someone in, in, in a good faith way, hmm. right? And because the thing is, you know, if I start critiquing you and I say, bro, go to hell, like, the conversation is over. Like, there, there's no yeah. more good faith there, right? But if I come to you in a, in a, in a good way, maybe behind closed doors or whatever, um, there may be a chance that we can have a productive conversation. Which is not happening on Twitter. Which is not happening. Especially yeah, exactly, with exactly, that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I would, I would say that, like, when it comes to talent-based, uh, this list is kind of, like, all over the place. And... That's what, as entertainers, these all, all these people are entertainers, right? Right. As entertainers, I feel like that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> what, the, uh, what? There's a whale in the background. <laughs> a dolphin. Oh. Um, <laughs> wait, of mine? Oh, <laughs> um, Do you have a personal whale? <laughs> Moby Dick. Sea World. <laughs> Moby Dick. <laughs> Dower would be at um, the utter garbage section of this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bro, Dower's TikToks are starting to He's a lead. No, they're, they're very funny. Elite. He's good. Yeah, like, it, it really makes me wonder, like, what people are really looking for and, and how much mm -hmm. this screws up the heads of these people and, like, why someone. 
uh, like Zane might not even want to assimilate because he's just like, bro, I'm not dealing with this, you know, and like it's it's a lot of pressure to do that. Um, and then I think like with Lily Singh, for example, right? Like I've critiqued her. Um, I think that as a as a hustler, as a as a person that like has said something, went and got it, all that, like she's fantastic. But at the same time, I think like the more and more she went on, the more she felt like she had to voice people's, uh, you know, be the voice for people that like weren't like, yo, like we need Lily to be this person. I don't know if you guys saw this recently, but like she made a video um, doing like oh. a, a dance hall remix. Um, yeah. Doing it in a Jamaican accent the entire time. And it was like, you know, for girls of all sizes and this and that. And my thing is just like, are people really asking for that? Like, are do we need Lily Singh to tell us that, yeah, you can be this size and you can have back fat and you can be whatever color you want? Like, I think that's not necessary. And she's trying to be that she's trying to force a conversation that like people aren't even having right now. Like, I think we're over that like be who you want cool but like why do you have to keep bringing it up and why do you have to so do I it i think that that personally knowing like being like an avid lily watcher for like i would say a solid decade is that that is her brand so like she's not doing something off brand by putting something out like that she I'm is sorry, constantly but what a horrible pushing. brand to have what a sure and i mean that that might be something but when i tell you that right now as an adult watching that yeah i cringed but when she was putting out that stuff when i was a teenager i was like yeah thank you imagine and especially as a i think as a, as a guy hearing it you might not understand it as well but like knowing that lily has like consistently like been very much involved in that culture how goes to um carnival every year she like is very much always been you know uh doing that accent even in the beginning of her videos knowing that aspect and then also knowing that she's been very much like acceptance girl love power um and i think that like as much as it is cringy for us as like mid 20 year olds to hear that i think that it isn't like an off-brand thing for her to do and I mean, I think for some girls out there, that that might be a message that stuck with them. Like, okay, with the okay, you you grew up in Toronto, like you have Jamaican friends, whatever they might like it. Like, that's I don't really have a huge comment about that. I'm talking about like, what if I, as as the Ferocity brand, whatever that is, right? Uh, experiencing like we're all old enough to know uh, how Muslims have came up and been treated um, throughout our life, right? Right now, at where I am, I feel like Muslims are really like uh, have developed so much and and are really like taking um, really great positions and are in great upcoming positions. I feel like we are for for a while we've been in a place in society that like we are comfortable. We have like a way we have the means to get great education and great jobs and we don't have like certain problems that I guess like the bottom of the barrel people in society do for the most part. Um, You're saying Muslims, but you have to address cultures, no, not I'm religion. Giving, no, I'm giving an example from my, from my point of view. Sure, sure, sure. So taking that in consideration, like especially me as an individual, like not even having an issue 
walking around being Muslim. I actually feel empowered to be one. If my, if my brand, quote unquote, since I was little was standing up for Muslims. And to this day, I'm making content about like, come on, Muslims, we can do it. Like, get out there. Like, don't let white people tell you what to do. I feel like that would come off very inauthentic and like just very old, very quick. Do you follow me or is that like... I think for a very, I think that you're, we're in a place now where it's more comfortable. For a very long time, it um, was a like uphill battle. And for her, at her prime, she was creating content at a time where that was an uphill battle. And so now that she's in a more comfortable place and more um, like in a place of power, she kind of blew up off that content and kind of is her authentic lily self by doing that type of content so maybe she feels like she's being true to herself by doing and that's fine and i think that's fine i think that's fine but like i think um as a viewer i can see that she might find that authentic we're talking about one creator on a list of like 10 by the way there's this funny tweet i saw it was like what we wanted and it was just rain it was like what we got and it was that rap that she did I, I okay, so <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Ian. Just, just uh, uh, for us, you gave an analogy between you being Muslim and talking about your Muslim identity, right? I think my issue with that video wasn't the fact that she's talking about women empowerment. I think, I think there are still very much issues um, related to gender inequity in America, right? Um, I think the issue I had was, why did you make a dancehall record? You know what I mean? Um, like, like, like that to me. Well, that's where I was like. Okay, you're talking about you know your experience. You're talking about you know gender inequality, right? That's you're making a song about. It, those are all things that I think are important. And someone with with her kind of clout, um, I think there's some some value to that, right? Um, certainly, uh, I I would feel a little bit hesitant uh, saying that you know women don't experience problems if I'm not a woman. You know what I'm saying? But the dance hall thing for me, I, I have like I speak to some of my Jamaican friends, and and they were like, bro, this is like corny. This is why like the Jamaican people I know didn't like it. Yeah, you I'm know? not and, saying that those problems don't exist whatsoever. What I'm saying is when you continue to make that your my problem is that being your brand mm. like I don't Can understand. I just say that yeah. right now like everybody's picking apart the same thing and has all these different problems with it and I think that this is like a pretty good representation of even that list us all having different expectations right. sure. of the same people and it being different Facts. parts that don't sit well right. with us and I think that that is indeed why that list even came about because like we all relate in certain ways we don't relate in certain ways we question certain things the the dance hall thing doesn't resonate with you but um isn't a problem for you but is a problem for you it's a the message is a problem for you so when you take all those things and me listening as somebody who um like kind of knows like the background for her i think this is a great representation of how we have expectations of certain people or how we receive uh, the way that people create art and um the way that we but i really it. like i don't have a problem with anybody on this list besides priyanka probably and like lily and it's and the reasons are for like well for lily it's just like the this Oh God! Inauthenticity that I see. You that really don't like, like her, yeah, man. We've <laughs> talked about it. We've talked about it. <laughs> it's no, no. Like with Priyanka, it's like her political stuff, right? It's just right, like right, right. it's yeah. so annoyingly like in your face um, that like you can't even ignore it. And her statements are so strong about certain things, and it's just like so horrible to like for someone to think the the way that she does. And she's like a Was peace she ambassador too, right? I'm sorry. 
yeah for for her being a peace ambassador too it's just like those things do not align whatsoever mm-hmm. yeah and i'm just talking about lily as like a creator and like for other people even that that just rain example right like i think that that's kind of like something that we were talking about earlier where it's like uh you know just rain is what we what the desi community wants what they what their standard is right like remain desi um you know do your thing just rain and then lily she like goes outside of that and and for me at the beginning when she started doing that it was cool i was like i didn't like her content but i was like okay with it i'm like okay yeah like she has her own audience even fusi too when he started first doing that but then when you turn into a completely different person and you're like like all of her audience members being uh you know pinpointed in a certain way that it's like this race needs to sit next to that race and we're gonna bash white people and we're gonna say that we're indian and by uh by and a woman in every single sentence and every single part of life that we ever do it's just like that's too much for me yeah i think i guess again this whole conversation explains how we have certain expectations we're all brown twitter yeah we're all brown twitter right now (laughs) What's happening? What else sure. is happening? Um, have you guys <laughs> have you guys seen uh, or heard of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan's right. documentary yeah. series that's been coming out on ESPN? I'm actually um, featured. Uh, I, I play Dennis Rodman's character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that's the character you chose. <laughs> that would be a great character to play. Um, so it, it kind of sparked um, the debate back up about like who truly is the GOAT, the greatest of all time player. And, and you bring up the conversation between Michael Jordan and LeBron James again. My question is not about sports as much as it is about um, the times that uh, we're living in versus the time that Michael Jordan played in. Um, do you think uh, that with like the knowledge that players have now with the opportunities that players have now and i'm talking about like the ability to go in and literally craft what your career is going to be like and turn uh everything into a side hustle and and take many more business opportunities um now and i'm talking about lebron being able to be like a producer and have like countless amounts of sponsorships open his own school and like he has his life set for him right um, and, and it's not just LeBron, it's many players in the league and they have a support system for fina- uh, financial security and like, uh, you know, just overall better structure for how their life is going to go. Versus a time when, when Jordan was playing, uh, you have like a player like Scottie Pippen who is, uh, who Michael Jordan says there would be no Jordan without Scottie Pippen, um, who's getting paid, what was it, like $17 million over uh seven years years or something eight years um and then you have other players that are just totally like overlooked and jordan is is like the standout so he gets to have the life that he's created for himself but um taking all that into account do you think that the goat debate can be a fair debate considering that there's so many distractions and other outlooks than just basketball today I'm gonna tap out for this conversation. I think the goat conversation was never really about like, like for people like us, right? Or like maybe let's say people from me, like me, who who was born in the late '90s. I never saw Michael Jordan really like 
play like in his prime. You know, what we I mean? didn't even see like Shaq and Kobe play. Yeah. So I think for me, it's like, well, LeBron James is a goat for me because my entire life I've seen this from the age he was 18 until now. Like I've just seen him like, like own the world. You know what I mean? Whether that's through his great playing, you know, building schools, businesses, as you mentioned, right? Undisputed, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I'm less interested in the, you know, who is the greatest player of all time and like, what have you done with your platform and, and what have you impacted, right? Because like ultimately basketball is a game, right? And like, yeah, like we can have this conversation all day about who has more rebounds and who has more points, right? But like, what did you do with your money and what did you do with your fame? And did you benefit other people, people other than yourselves, right? And but but is everybody considering it that way? I don't think so. I don't think anybody. No, I, I, everybody yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, well, the go conversations mostly just points, right? Like Not who points, had more points? Just like who's a better player? All stars. So like, what's included in that? Like, mm. it's. I mean, it's stats, right? It's stats has a huge part of it, but then it's also just like abilities, like uh, dominance. Uh, you know, things that are physical, like your height, your weight, all of that kind of stuff. And like, people will say, oh, if LeBron played in that time, it would be like this. And, uh, oh, okay. So you're like, kind of like, ma- uh, who would beat who if they were like, you know, playing together is what you're saying. Right. Like, well, that's okay. what, that's what I think a lot of people are considering. But my, yeah. my concern is that like, do we necessarily have that same like when i see jordan documentary right like the things he says in that his like mind state is just out of this world like it's it's just like all or nothing right and i'm sure many people have that in the nba today but at the same time they also have like so many other things and just i mean just take social media into account alone right like there was no social media then you have this private life where like all you do is whatever you do on your own time and then you come out and you put on a show like there's so much more responsibility on players now there's so many other things that they have Mm -hmm. to do whether they like to do it or not and that includes having a social presence and building a business Mm -hmm. for themselves when they're out of the league and i feel like that sometimes takes the focus away from just basketball Mm. so like yeah, go ahead. Kind of like what Ayan was saying, like, personally, I like the social, you know, aspect, like, but I mean, obviously, I'm not like a uh, avid basketball watcher, mm-hmm. right? But like seeing what, you know, now in these times, what you can do with social media, having a side hustle and everything, like, to me, LeBron, what I see is overall, like, impacting the world in a more positive way. And to me, that's like gives the goat status, you know? Mm. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would just be, like, interested to see LeBron comment on this at all. I know he won't, but, like, uh, it's it's really interesting to see, like, you know, the Jordan mentality, the Kobe mentality, and then, like, what... And, and I, like, really respect LeBron for being able to have the mindset that he still does, despite, you know, having so many things at your fingertips that you don't have to care about, like... Yeah any of the things that like really yeah. he, he does i think it's similar to like rap music like who's the best rapper right you i don't know if you can say who the best rapper is like it's like who's the best lyricist who's the best flow who's the best everybody's opinion you, constitutes that yeah and like people have different criteria of what is the best right i feel like in sports maybe it's a little easier like who's best overall stats and stuff sure. but i feel like there's also some subjectivity and it's similar also, to music like why does it have to, why does everything have to be a ranking like that that's what sometimes bothers me right True. where it's like 
you know, who is the best actor? Who is the best basketball player? Who is, like, why can't we just appreciate everyone for what they bring to the table? You know, like. Well, well, that's not fun though. Like, I'll admit, like, <laughs> no, for real, like, it's fun to have, like, sp sometimes, like, debating about uh, hip-hop or, like, basketball or sports in general, like, it's so much fun to be, like, you know, put True. put them against each other and be, like, yo, like, no, this person would do this and that person would do that, and it's part of the game, and, like, yeah, like, sometimes it gets annoying and stuff, but if you're in that conversation, like, that's got to be unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we're gonna wrap up soon, but uh, also, uh, Rami season two is coming out. Did you guys Let's check out go. the first season? I have not yes. yet. I have not watched it. You lie. haven't? Oh my uh, gosh, dude! I, I watched um, the first episode of uh, Never Have I Ever last night, though, so that was kind of interesting. <laughs> What's, What's that? Is, is that the, the Mindy Kaling show? Yeah, the, the Mindy Kaling show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. out. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that the show that Brown Twitter is trying to cancel? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that I think the reason is because Mindy Kaling has been a writer for a while, and they, I think one of the I, I saw a trailer for it, and one of the lines in it was like, "You have the beauty of Priyanka Chopra" or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I actually like messaged Jan because he, he he said that he was gonna like check it out or whatever, and uh, he was like, "I'm gonna reserve my you know judgment till I finish the show or whatever," and I respect that because you know watching the trailer alone, even I was like, "Bro, this is why like." people are canceling the show already like okay that's like that's a i, I like think a you also have to take to have in, or whatever i think you have to also take it in context right like i'm fairly certain like i'm gonna watch the episode probably today or tomorrow right i'm fairly certain that's like a satirical remark right like the, like the guy like it's showing how much of an airhead that guy is right so like yeah i saw taking, it i saw it as the it white guy like having yeah like him yeah. not how what is he supposed to say like <laughs> You want the best Bollywood? He want him knowing like the list of Bollywood actresses or like Indian people in general when he doesn't know anything about it. Like he would know yeah. Nick Jonas's wife though. If you're trying to caricature or you're trying to make a point about the blind spot that white men have, which I think a lot of people who have these cancel views would want to be shown in the show, how else can you show that without showing like their only um, experience Facts. with brown culture is? Priyanka Chopra, Chicken Tikka Masala, and like, I don't know, like, like Beljeet, you know? Bars. Yeah. That's true. Rami is another show that, like, you know, with the Muslims, it, it was split down the middle. It was like, people were like, you know, we don't want this representation. And then people were like, you know, uh, I personally thought it was a phenomenal show. I was like, yo, this yeah. is cool. And there was t tons of relatable, like, relatable things in it. Yeah, um, it, it, it dove into, like, Muslim side. It dove into, like, what's it being Muslim in the U.S. It, right. It touches on every little thing, and I think that's very important. Mahershala Ali is going to be in uh, the yeah, second season, which is so far. He's going to be a sheikh, which is, like, <laughs> so perfect. And uh, he is Muslim, so that's going to be that's gonna be really cool. And I actually read that um, uh, he wanted to be a part of the show, and they were, mm. they were writing the second season. They actually rewrote it to include him because he had expressed wow. his interest. And that's Dude, just like, imagine, imagine, like, an Oscar winner wanting to be on your Hulu show. Let like alone he, like Mahershala, yeah. like the, yeah. the fact that he's such a dope like dude and actor, that would be insane. And like you're, and Rami just like, you know, that him, uh, that's like his he's first, coming up. You know, yeah. He's coming up, I guess he's already up there, but like a self-titled yeah. show, like it's, that's just so fire. Um, and Amber, you, uh, you said that uh, music has been a little bit of a struggle for you while keeping your fast what's up with that 
I mean, so what is happening is, um, remember when I said that Ramadan's a little bit of a struggle to just get used to getting the routine of? It's not helping that Beyonce is hopping on Megan Thee Stallion's track. It's not helping that Nicki Minaj is hopping on Doja Cat's uh, track. Whoa. Wow. And, and I'm like, I'm trying to listen to that, but like, I'm also like trying to refrain from music, but like, also like, that's like so in my face, like so in my face. Can you resist and Amber here? That, that'll that be uh, a question that we have to revisit next podcast because <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm just going to listen refrain. to it and let you know what I think. And then you're going <laughs> to, no, we're going to be that's, like, it's amazing. Even though it might not be, we're just going to be like, oh, it's amazing. Just to like force you to. That's what happened last Ramadan. I was, <laughs> I told Amber that this Nav album came out and she was like, oh, like, I'm not going to listen to it. And then she got in the car and I played it and she was like, this is fire. <laughs> and that's what's, what's going to end up happening again. Every, then I listened to it like every single day. And it was so bad because I was trying to refrain from music. But like my issue See, is that I have when self -control. I listen to songs. No, the thing is, when I kidding. listen to songs, I like to know the entire part of the song. So I listen to it over and over and over and over again. That's just like a habit I have. Listen, is, so there, when, is there a name for uh, like people that like all of those uh, types of female rapper artists, which is like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Doja Cat? Megan the Stallion. Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, hot girls. That's what they called. But they're all hot girls. Like, isn't isn't hot girls just Megan's <laughs> thing? <laughs> no, hot girls are Megan the Stallion followers. Icy girls are sweetie girl, sweetie. I feel followers. like Doja Cat is kind of in her own lane, right? Is she? I don't know. I don't. Know if she associates. She, she. I don't think she has created like a, a a fan base of like just Doja Cat. Like yeah, the other but have. she so. she herself associates herself with like female rappers. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. By the way, Nav album know. dropping me just... good intentions. Yo, I hope it's different from the other albums. <laughs> if it's called Good Intentions, can I listen to it in Ramadan? Maybe it's Yo, he's on the t he, he's on the top tier list, so I it's probably passed. <laughs> he's on yeah. the elite list, so it's okay. Yeah. I just love that Nav is up there. Like nobody has a problem with Nav. Maybe cuz he's just like dope and No, it, it's cuz he's funny. Like He's just like not charismatic, like, and he's rapping. It's just so funny to see. I think most people. I think the Punjabi community also like. I mean, Sikh Punjabi has like a very strong like support system, and I wish like more of us could be that way. Like, you know, when you when you think about like uh, Just Rain, and then and then his group of friends, like they're all really like very tight, and they're all dope. Like Fateh is uh, very successful. Who's like in his. Uh, Punjabi hip hop lane, and then you have uh, Jagmeet Singh, who is like running for prime minister, and he's fr yeah. in that friend group. You have people like Babu, who's like a dope creator and like just very funny and original. Rajuju, like all these people that like are all friends and like they're all very supportive of one another. Um, uh. And then there's Lily Singh. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but, is, by the way, this is two podcasts in a row that we've had conversations about Lily Singh. I want her on here. Like, I would I would love to talk to her, bro. Like, I think at this point, she's not going to talk to you, man. She's going to be like, <laughs> this guy roasted me too much. I, I feel like she should. She, she, should she, she should, like, combat critique. Because I feel like I, I haven't yeah. seen that. You know what she like, did? You know what she did instead? Last point. I'm so sorry. Last point about this. She Like, the everybody was roasting her on that Instagram post, right? right. What does she do? She replies to all the good ones, so they make it at the top. 
Why not? Why not address what's going on? You know. I thought it was cute, anyways. Jesus. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Isa. That's, Isa. That, that's what that's what caught a yawn off. Jesus. Whoa. It goes from IG live with Mufti Saad to uh, uh, to doing this, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yo, I never lied, bro. The same conversations I have with Mufti Saad, if 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 he, uh, you know, be down to talk to it. I, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, being authentic and, and like saying what you what you feel. And if if your opinion changes, if my opinion changes in the next podcast, then cool. Like, I'll say that. But like, I don't have I'm comfortable with who I, you know, with, with the things that I say. And I know that, like, in a few years, some of this stuff might come back to bite me or whatever. Amber's rolling her eyes. Uh, but sorry, I had nothing to do that. Out I, would, loud. I would rather I would <laughs> rather <laughs> be like, I would rather be able to, like, acknowledge that than be embarrassed of faking who I am. Hmm. And that's that. Um, Ayan, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, pleasure. Come back on Thank the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Every time. Yeah. Uh, anytime. Pause. Don't <laughs> And, and and good luck on the on the rest of your uh, semester. Are you, uh, when are you set to graduate, by the way? May 2021, so in a year, inshallah. Okay, inshallah. So, inshallah. Uh, you won't be getting your degree virtually. Hopefully, let's see how Hopefully long this Hopefully not. Goes, man. Maybe, Hopefully. I feel like he might. I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> we'll know. See. Wish him some luck. Uh, if you want to follow Ian, he will be linked up in the description. Uh, he has amazing yeah. content, and he does all the research for hot takes for you on his Instagram, so you don't actually have to do <laughs> <laughs> any research yourself. <laughs> so thank you we again. We appreciate your perspective on here, Ian. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. A lot of bars. And for everybody uh, listening, it's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. Oh, 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 oh,